0: Alright, welcome to the Rough Draft. We're going to be starting off here. Hello everyone, and welcome to the first ever episode of Revamped Reptiles, the podcast where Jimmy and I talk about whatever we want to talk about and discuss our opinions in the process the rubric permits. You said it. Now
1: today will be a pretty relaxed introduction to us since it's the first episode. We're going to tell you all about some cool travel experiences we've had.
0: Yeah, more specifically, this episode is about our experiences traveling with organized youth groups and the fun and irresponsible situations that we find ourselves ended up in. We think they'll make for some good stories for the listening. Uh, Jimmy, do you want to start? Sure.
1: Yeah, so I think that my best travel stories come from my experiences touring with the boys chorus I'm in, the Ragazzi Boys Chorus. Who are they? So, Ragazzi is this boys chorus that I've been in since roughly fourth grade. Like everyone in the choir does, I I started in the beginner group and worked my way up into the more advanced groups year by year until I got into the concert group, the highest one. Then my voice changed, I moved into the Young Men's Ensemble, the group with all the tenors and basses. The details don't really matter, the point is that I'm in the group with all the high school boys. Now every year, the concert group and the Young Men's Ensemble, which I'll just refer to as YME from here on out to, to save syllables, they go on a tour somewhere for one or two weeks at the start of the summer. Now tour, tour is the best. You go on a trip with all your choir buds to some crazy part of the world, country of the world, you eat great food, see great sights, make jokes, laugh, buy souvenirs, all that, and you sing a concert every couple nights too. And if you're in YME, it's even better. You get more freedom, less supervision, you know your friends better. It might sound cliche by the description I'm giving here, but we really do do some crazy stuff. Like last year's tour, for example, we were in Mexico, down around the capital. The tour was great the whole way through. I sight saw, I sang in beautiful churches and concert halls, I played Smash Bros. on the bus, but I think that the best part of the tour that I will remember was the time that the choir was all on buses on the way to Mexico City, and we stopped at Teotihuacan, a very famous site of ancient Mayan are Aztec ruins, known for its two extremely well-preserved pyramids, the pyramids of the sun and of the moon, which tourists are actually allowed to surmount themselves. So anyway, I got off the bus with my Wyoming buddies, and after a bit of instruction from the chaperones on, you know, not being an idiot, we all went to walk around the area for a couple hours and climb some pyramids. So I got with a small group of friends, and we all started walking together. We started um, going towards the Pyramid of the Sun, which was roughly half a mile away. On the way there, there's this long, dirt street, which is actually one of the best avenues in the world, according to some tour guide we had there. So we were walking, and my friends and I began to notice that the clouds were getting darker. Then we felt some raindrops hit our hands. Sooner enough, it was raining, and a little while later, it was hailing. By the time I reached the base of the Pyramid of the Sun... I could hardly open my eyes without them getting hit with wind and water. So at that point, I had just a few friends with me, and we were all hunkering down on the side of this large block of stone to get, a, to get some protection from the rain, and we decided that we were going to try to climb the pyramid. I was a little cautious about the idea, because I was already cold and soaked, and the pyramid was over 200 feet tall, but there, re- there really was no doubt in my mind that it was going to be an awesome experience, and that there was very little risk of anything worse happening than just pneumonia. So I went along with the idea. We all walked up to the base of the pyramid, we counted three, two, one, and we all charged up the ramp to the first set of stairs. Then, I started climbing, step by step, clutching the rails through the howling wind, the pouring rain, and the stinging hail. After a while, I realized that my friends had abandoned me, probably just bailed at the bottom of the pyramid, but I was on a roll, so I just kept ascending the pyramid step by step. that way it was actually pretty fun. So once I got to the top it wasn't like the hardship was done, it was still hailing and raining, but at least I wasn't climbing up a pyramid crouched on my hands and knees so I felt pretty accomplished. I walked around on the top for a while, took some videos and selfies, and I saw some fellow Ragazzi members standing on top of the pyramid and I ran up to join them. We all had a good laugh up there then we scattered when a lightning bolt hit. I remember going down the pyramid. I felt more cold than I'd felt pretty much in my entire life, but I really had a great sense of accomplishment. It was, it was a great experience.
0: I loved it. Uh, my shareable experience ends on a pretty different path from yours. How so? Uh, we'll see if you can catch it at the end. Um, just like you, I was traveling with a group of peers. One of my old soccer teams filled to the brim with idiots with talent cool my team had been together for years with a few of us being around the creation of the club after saturday soccer matches we were participating ugh, participating in a tournament <laughs> in sweden alongside hundreds of other teams from countries around the globe countries like denmark germany brazil hungary these kids were from all over crazy This prompted the genius parental decision to ditch their children in a college somewhat nearby to the venue. The college was on semester break, with extremely limited supervision. Mornings and evenings were... uh, Mornings and evenings as well as nights were all spent together. So when you say without any supervision, do you mean, like, without any supervision? Uh, Practically none. There were one or two hires from the tournament, like college kids getting summer jobs per 20 team floors. (laughs) Uh, They were all co-ed besides the first floor of all boys. Our team, we resided on the third floor of four with our closest bathroom being about three-fourths of a football field away. Okay. A nice hike. This part comes into play a bit later. Every morning, we woke up, took turns marching down to the bathroom, and eventually all gathered to walk to the assigned school cafeteria area for breakfast. There were multiple of these areas. Ours particularly was in a different building, which was very fun. It was Sweden, and for breakfast, there were all the classics. You could eat Swedish meatballs. Plenty of guys dove on that the first chance they got. Me particularly... <laughs> In the breakfast area, I developed a tea-drinking habit as sleeping on pretty cheap mattresses with 11 other guys was pretty much a nightmare, considering how they were spread out like a cabin floor. The third day is where all the action happens, All right. where the blonde of the group, a boy named Max, points out a girl that he found attractive. Average tween insults braided him from the boys with the likes of of out-of-your-league dipshit, or which working half of your brain came up with that one. All right. Max got defensive, calling the rest of us cowards, and said he would prove to us that confidence was key. Bet on it, was the remark that began the hormonal competition. All right. What do you mean, hormonal competition? I have an idea, but get specific. All right, all right. Another guy, Eric, responded with, Ten bucks. (laughs) Deal. Max responds to him. And they shook on it, and all was well. But then one cocky kid, Nick. Nick, he moved away a few years back. but I was pretty good friends with him up until then. Nick chirps in with, I bet I could walk out of here with her number as well. Eye rolls from the crowd as the two of them sipped on coke for breakfast, but Eric doesn't back down. Eric responds with, Okay, then. How about all of us get in on this? He says, Get in on this. All right. <laughs> right. <The> Sorry. <laughs> the sound of one of the guys choking filled the void until everyone but a few butted in with their own self-confident speeches about experiences with girls. Well, good for them. Good for them. Big flex time, I guess. The bet was on. Everyone owed 20 bucks to the winner of the day. How'd you get dragged in if you weren't participating? There's no choice in sitting this one out. This was a boys' battle of bragging rights and avoiding last place at all costs. There was no chance I was about to get last. Okay. Now, right after the bet was made, Max makes the move. He gets up, saunters over, and two minutes later returns with a scrapped napkin with a number written down in a cheap pen. His face beamed while half of us gawked in shock, myself included, with the shock. Breakfast was silent for the rest, but soon after came a walk back. Two other boys split off as a team of their native tongue were walking back to the dorm with us. They met up with a Spanish team. As the two of them were Mexican, they knew Spanish by heart, coming from their families, and easy pickings, they thought. But you all talked in English there? We all talked in English, but every kid had their own home language. Some of us, like me, were stuck to English for the whole time. Mm -hmm. One came back the same as Max, boasting of victory, while the other came back dejected but not defeated. Once back at the dorms, two more split off, one of them Nick, a native German, heading for the German girls team he saw upstairs. Another breaks off, and then another, and then they all start towards a test of confidence, making every girl blush or jump. One of them dipped out on the situation entirely, entirely, which is what I expected would happen if I tried. We proceeded to end up at dinner time after relentless practices and watching games for the day. But dinner was relatively harmless. A few light jokes that didn't land towards the rejected and unasked. Nick stood with his mountain of ten in his pocket, flowing with the native tongue advantage and the big flex in his pocket. (laughs) 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 There were three of us left, getting called chickens left and right, until one of us got up. Wasn't me. But I watched him. I watched him saunter there and back. with the result. <laughs> with the result he expected. At least you tried, was the right thing to say, which Max called out. I had a lot of respect for Max for that line. We all went back to the dorms to pass out, which indeed all of us did. I crawled out of bed two hours later, 1140 at night. I tried to grab my flashlight to find out the batteries were dead, and I didn't remember where I dropped my phone before I passed out in the room. So I shuffled out, f- scaling the walls to the hallway, into the near-pitch-black hallway of the dorms. The bricks guided me as I ran, not running, but, you know, scaling along the wall. Yeah. Yeah creeping along like a robber in the dark. <laughs> the bricks guided me until I ran into another person. A light crash, nothing brutal. A couple of heads collide, bodies shift, and running into each other and falling on the floor. I heard, I heard a yelp, which scared the ever-living crap out of me, until I realized that the voice was probably female instead of male. "'Are you okay? I'm sorry. Are you okay? Do you need a hand?' I responded, I was pretty scared that I had hurt her in the middle of the darkness with nothing to save me, so thank God she spoke English. She responded with, yes, yeah. I'm fine, thank you, and grabbed onto the hand I tossed in the near darkness. Have you ever tried to help someone up in the darkness? Actually, probably not. It was absolutely weird. I don't know how to I it. I imagine it was very weird. It's, uh, it's like, whatever, I I don't know how to describe it. It's it's not something that I can describe very easily. We can leave it there. Anyway, I went to give her a hand, as I'm pretty sure we were both reeling from the headbutting, the nausea filling my head, along with the unprecedented situation, and I lost control of what to do. Aches and pains, all I could, all I could think of to ask was... Uh, can I have your number? <laughs> Did it work? Oh, uh, not even close. Yeah, I didn't expect what? it to. She said back. <laughs> I kind of panicked, realizing what I, what I had just said like an idiot. How could she even give you your num- her, her number? Her number in the dark. <laughs> I mean, maybe she's carrying around a notebook and a pencil. Like, how could she see the it's notebook? college dorm. <laughs> All right. Uh, was the only thing I could respond. Uh, I decided at that moment it was just about time for me to go back. Just about. Just about. Felt like that was my turning point at the edge of the pyramid. Uh, I turned around, scaled the wall like a gecko, and darted back to my bed. And that's where we end. All right. I don't get it. Uh, well, to explain it, I wasn't really the only one to not say anything. While I didn't make it to the top, I still think I threw my shot and got pretty high up there. Rejected or not, we still tried for whatever it was worth. Confidence yeah. may be faked, but showing some confidence is good. Yes. Well, well,
1: that, that's a great story of the essence
0: a, of... It's not a great story. It's, it was a pretty great story. But it's the requirements. We love you, Miss Vanceable. Yes. Thank you.